You know, I think, though, of another birth, and that's the birth of Jesus that we just heard about. Now, that birth has a dramatic effect on me. I mean, even when I had my children, I didn't realize how much my children were going to change my life. You know, I thought I knew what tired meant. I thought I knew what being patient meant. I thought I knew all of these things about having children, and I really didn't. You know, I think about the birth announcement of Jesus. And though, you know, and when Prince George was announced and that he was born and you had the, the, the fountains died and, I mean, uh, illuminated blue and you had the, the salutes and it was proclaimed outside of Buckingham Palace. I mean, that was the announcement of a king. But, you know, there was a greater announcement some 2,000 years ago about an even greater king. In the book of Luke chapter 2, I want to read the scripture to you. But in Luke chapter 2, we see that there is a, an announcement made to the shepherds as they are out um, in the, and it says in the scripture in Luke chapter 2, and just listen in, it says that in the same region there were shepherds out in the herds, uh, shepherding out in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, it, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened to us, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. You know, I think about this Christmas story and this this, uh, series we've been in. It's called... uh, the original Christmas carols, these songs that were sung around the birth of Christ. And we've talked about Zechariah's song. We've talked about Mary's song. We've talked about Elizabeth's song, um, uh, Elizabeth with, with Zechariah. And there's these songs that they do, did sing or spoke of praises of God. And today I want to talk about the shepherd song and how it affects on us. And their announcement, there's a few things that we can gather from their announcement that does affect each one of us. The first thing that I want us to gather is this, that, that what their announcement meant to us, that song, that it's, it's positive. It says, this shall be good news of great joy. This is, I don't know about you, but I've been looking at the news lately, and I could use some good news. Seeing what's going on in the world. I mean, even when I was traveling back from, uh, to Jordan and, and having that announcement made right when I was getting on a plane, that there is a, you know, that Americans should be on guard because of terrorist attacks. It was a rare travel alert issued. And seeing just the news each and every day when I wake up brings me down. I don't know how it does with you doesn't encourage me much of what's going on in the world. It's good to have some good news. And here it says, this will be good news of great joy, that it will affect you, not just people far away, but it will affect you, that it is an overwhelmingly positive, positive news. That we, and and it's, it's positive for each one of us. It means that God has entered in. God's kingdom has broken into humanity. This birth would be unlike any other birth in the history of the world. And see, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He was asking me, and he said, he said, do you really believe that Jesus is God's son? He said, I, I want to know what you really do believe. And I said, yes, I do. 
He said, well, wh- why? I said, because I believe that he, it's not just a myth. It's not just a legend. That it's something that the Scripture had foretold. And not only that, let's take the Scripture out of it, and I could show you historically that he lived and died. Well, I've heard, I've heard scholars say that there are many different uh, legends and myths through time of different characters that, that did great miracles and that rose from the dead. And I said, well, you can look at people within history, and I can guarantee you that there's only a few miracles associated with any of them. Jesus had so many miracles done that John, the apostle, said that I suppose that all of the books on earth wouldn't be able to contain them. And not only that, but I can look at, I can look at secular historians such as here, uh, Tacitus or Josephus who write about him that he lived, he literally lived in time, that we can look back in history and see that there were figures that were around him that documented that he lived and did wondrous things. And they wondered about it. This isn't just a legend that grew. This is, this is the Lord of all. And then it was an overwhelming positive news. And these shepherds are having the angels appear to them. And he's saying that there is good news of great joy that would be for all the people. So not only was it very positive, but it was a powerful, it was news that came with great power. That he, that, he could be the, that he would be the savior of the world. That he would be unlike any other figure. That his birth would proclaim and issue in the kingdom of God. God's kingdom was breaking in. That those who had lived in darkness had seen a great light. That now people would have hope. I don't know if you've ever encountered someone without hope. It's a very debilitating thing to have hope. I mean, to not have hope. To see, and, and I've been around the, the poor and many of the impoverished to see people that are little children begging on the street or living on cardboard boxes. Some children maimed so they'll get more money, thinking that they'll never get out of it. To see no, the, there's no hope in their eyes, just survival. And to see someone come alongside them and love them, to give them hope, to reach out to them, to see them in the midst of their condition, and to care for them, to rescue them. I, I uh, mentioned we've uh, interacted with a ministry called Freedom Firm, which rescues minor girls in the sex trafficking industry in India. These are girls that have been forced into this. They're very, they're, they're minors. And I, and I mentioned the last time that I went to India, I got to see them face to face. Some of these girls had been beaten. They'd been bruised. They had battery acid on their face. They had been told that they were nothing, that they would never be any more than what they are. And to see someone come in to care enough about them, to go and brave and be brave and courageous and to go into that place and bring people in to help rescue them. See, that's what Jesus did to us, that we were caught, that we were trapped in our sin. And the, the, the message that the angels gave the shepherds, it says not only is this a, po- a positive message, but this is a powerful message, that it would be transformative. And it's not just a message that was positive and it was powerful, but it's also personal. It's also very personal. It's for you and it's for me. And it's peaceful. You know, we hear the, that w- the, we've heard the expression, uh, goodwill to men, right? You've heard that? Is it, it, you know, in the, the text, actually in the, the, the biblical text, that's not actually what it means. It's, it's peace, to whom, or peace on whom God's favor rests. Meaning that those who have trusted in him and what he has done. So we see that it is a positive outlook. That it is, that it is a very powerful song that he's teaching us. And it's one that means peace. It means peace with God and peace with men. You know, I hear people and different people talking about all of these different things going, how do we get peace? How do we stop terrorism? Do we lock our borders up? Do we do this? Do we do that? 
You know, it's interesting when we're talking about terrorism, and I've been working with refugees for, for you know, a little bit of time and knowing what's going on, that we've had 750,000 refugees come into the United States since 1980. And maybe, may, and, and how many of those have actually been involved in terrorism? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's like one, maybe two, if that, if that. You know, the one I, people I worry about, I mean, even in our own community of Aurora, we had people that were born here that were radicalized. See, it's about the heart. The only real solution, the only real peace that comes is when you truly know who Jesus is. He's the peace, to un- the peace that he gives. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. See, he gives us his peace because he himself is our peace. He's the one who removed the dividing wall of hostility between us and God. He's the one that took our sins upon himself, that took the wrath of God upon himself. He is the one who is our peace, our shalom. He's the one that causes us to cease striving. He's the one that takes our sins and our sicknesses and our sufferings upon himself and says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. See, it's a, it's, the shepherd's song is, is overwhelmingly positive. It's powerful. It's peaceful. And it's also personal. It's for you. It's for you. Did you know that? I mean, it's, it's not just for, for those who are super spiritual, for those who are great, for those who need a crutch. It's not for that. Some of the greatest intellects of, of all time, most, some sci- scientists, authors, scholars, politicians, have been Christ's followers. But it's, it's one that's personal for you. I don't know if you saw this uh, three years ago. WestJet, which is a Canadian airline, decided to do something very, very special. They had people that were in Calgary, and they were taking two flights, one bound to Hamilton, Ontario, another one to Toronto, Ontario. And they had this kiosk that they had set up that you had to scan your passport in order before you could get on the plane. So all these people walked up, and they started scanning their passport. Well, then appeared on the screen was a Santa Claus wearing blue. And he started talking to the people and going back and forth. And, and people were, were kind of laughing because the Santa Claus knew their name. And he would say, ho, 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 what do you want for Christmas? And so these little kids would come up and they would say, and the parents would laugh. And then he would ask the parents, what do you want? And some people would say, you know, I need socks and underwear. And another guy's like, you know, their family's like, we need a, a flat screen TV. And they're just joking around, you know. And they get on their flight. Well, then what, what they didn't know is that WestJet had set this all up, and they had people that were listening in. They had five crews of shopping that were going on at the destination. And as soon as that, that news went through, they sprang into action. They went around, and they bought all of the gifts that the people asked for. Some people wanted, wanted a, a flight home for the holidays. Other people, just whatever they asked for. One kid asked for an iPad. Another said an Android phone. And so they get to their destination, and it took them four hours to get there. And it's amazing that they had accomplished all of this within a four-hour period of time. So they, their flight lands, they make their way to the baggage claim, they're waiting on their bags to come down the carousel. When their bags don't come down, instead these presents come down and snow starts falling around the carousel. And people are wondering, what, maybe they're at the wrong carousel, they're looking around, and then they look up and they see their names on it. And they open that, that present, they pull it off the carousel, they open it up, and it's exactly what they asked for. Whether it was, a, car- whether it was a, a big flat screen TV, the one guy sitting there going, I got socks and underwear, I should have asked for something bigger. You know, it, it's a pretty incredible thing. And people are crying just to see what this, this air, airline would do. Isn't that an incredible story, though? How they would take that time, this big airline, 
would take the time, take their resources, and care about their passengers that much that they would do something that special, send the crews out. I mean, they, it was an elaborate thing that they went through in order to help and, and, and show love to these people. It's a pretty amazing thing. And then to have their names on it, it wasn't just some generic gift that people selected from. It was personalized to them. Well, you know, the gospel, the gospel is so much more than that. The story of Jesus shows this great big God. He didn't just give one portion of himself. I mean, WestJet, it's a billion-dollar industry, billion-dollar airline. And they are giving parts. I mean, they're giving money to make this happen. But really, in the long run, if you think about it, doesn't cost them all that much. But God gave the most precious gift possible. By his son. It was the best that heaven had to offer. And he gave it for you, and it's personalized to you that God would go to the cross and go that far and, 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 and plan it since the beginning of time, since the foundation of the world, that God would do that and put all of those pieces in place for you is an amazing thing. That's greater than any airline. I mean, when we read the story about the airline, we watch the video, our hearts great warm, but do our hearts grow hot? to realize how much God has given us in the gift of his son. That's how much God loves us. That's how much God treasures us. I mean, he loves us so much that he would give his son for us. So that song the shepherd sang, it's positive. It's, it's, it's overwhelmingly positive that God was breaking into time to reach us in the midst of our sins, suffering, and sicknesses. And it's powerful. It's able to, to break the chains. It's able to break the hostility between even people groups and ethnic, ethnic differences and racism and classism. The gospel is able to bring that because the scripture says that in him there is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free nor male or female for all are one in Christ Jesus. It levels the playing field. It changes us. It's powerful and it's peaceful. It causes us to stop striving. It causes us to rest. How many of you would like to get some rest? How many of you would like for Christmas extra sleep? We need rest. And not just sleep, but rest. We have, we're surrounded by constant noise. News is always trying to break into our lives. Let's let the gospel break into our lives. And God to give us peace. And it's personal. It's for you and for me. And it's a gift. And it's just like that gift was going around on that carousel with your name on it. You, you have to go and take it. See, that gift of his son is for you, personalized for you. Are you going to leave it on the carousel? Are you going to receive it? Are you going to go take a hold of it? Embrace it as yours. See, God offers that gift, which is more precious than a big screen TV or a flight home for the holidays. But you have to take it and receive it as yours. That opportunity is available to everyone. The scripture is very clear. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be transformed. God himself will enter, in, will enter into your life in a very powerful way and give you peace and give you purpose, meaning, direction, forgiveness of sin. For his glory and for your joy. joy. It gives you overwhelming joy. Overwhelming joy. That's what he says. This will be for good news, good news of great joy for all people. 
This message is for you. Will you take it? It's on the carousel. Will you receive it? Do so today. I want to close our message time with just a word of prayer. So let's pray with me. Our Father, we thank you for this Christmas by the book. Lord, I thank you for Betsy and how you've placed this on her heart and all the work that she did to put it together. Lord, I thank you for all the workers that came and volunteered their time. Lord, I thank you for all the kids and all those who made costumes and and provided snacks and, and babysat and did all of those things. Lord, I thank you for all of those who helped. And Lord, we thank you, not only for those helpers, but Lord, we thank you for the help that you've given to us. Lord, we thank you for those lowly shepherds that your angels appear to to give them gr- good news of great joy. Lord, we thank you that that news is for us, that present is for us, that gift is for us. Lord, help us to treasure it. Help us to truly understand what it means and how we might truly have a Merry Christmas as we consider the true reason for this season because we know that it is found in and through your Son. Lord, if there's someone here who is holding on to their sin, who doesn't want to take that present, to receive that gift, Lord, I pray that you lay that conviction upon them to show how great that gift is for them, that they might treasure it, they might enjoy it, they might find their satisfaction in it, because we know, Lord, that you want us to be satisfied and that there is no satisfaction, true satisfaction, apart from yourself. So may we receive it, may we joyously enter into it, to the honor, praise, and glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.